to set the stage in this time of an unusual run-up to the NFL Draft. In the Huddle with Matt and Miles is joined by Ryan, who anchors the blind side. They execute a five-round draft, going in-depth on potential prospects for your beloved Minnesota Vikings. Enjoy. Oh, it's already going. Oh, it's quick. Are you let's, talk, let's talk about the picks that happened near the Vikings and why it affects while Kinlaw went early. Good. Judy's still there. Jah! Dang. Oh, See, the, no. <laughs> the, the, Eagle, the Eagles and the Raiders are the wild card because you never know what they're going to snipe. All right. Well, here's our board then. All right. So we're looking at – we're doing a, a five-round mock draft for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we just started round one with picks 22 and 25, no trades. The board kind of fell in a weird way for us. Jerry Judy got sniped one pick ahead of us. Um, I would assume in, in most scenarios the Vikings would jump up. If Judy felt were to fall that far, I would hope the Vikings would jump up with a couple of picks just to go get him. Um, Jeff Gladney went off the board. Him and C.J. Henderson both went off the board to the Falcons and the, um, and to the Cowboys. Uh, Christian Fulton went off to the board uh, to the Raiders at 19. So offensive line-wise, we're looking at Jedrick Willis. Uh, Andrew Thomas both went. Uh, in the early teen, early to mid teens, so we're kind of looking at uh, a few options here, but uh, the board didn't really fall the way you'd probably like it to. Right, yeah. Taking a look, you know, the the top four offensive tackles are gone, the uh, top corners, top four corners are gone, and really the top three receivers. Um, luckily, we're sitting there that you know, top four, the number four receiver uh, consensus is Justin Jefferson. He is still available. Yep, that, just, he, Denzel Mims too. Denzel Mims is still available. So that could address a, a offensive, a big offensive need there. Um, you still do have the athletic tackle and Josh Jones available. Matt, um, can you scroll down a little bit to see who else? I feel like if we were trading, this would be a spot where the Vikings trade back. I agree. Especially with Jordan Love still there. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I mean, you have guys like Jalen Rager still there. Uh, Noah, Ig, Ig, Brian, you say you're better than I am. Ig, Igbino Hay? I don't know. Igbino Hene? Yeah. Ig, Igbino Hay. Hene. Hain from Auburn. That's terrible. Uh, I mean, you could, re, you could reach a little bit for some of these guys. Um, AJ Terrell, he's still out there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the big core corners are gone. So, the big, so you're to me, and th- at this point, the Vikings are probably looking at – you could consider to reach whatever you want to call it. Josh Jones at offensive tackle. Um, the few receivers that we talked about, um, Mims, Jefferson, or I think Jalen Rager. I, would be, I wouldn't be mad at all if they took him at 22. I mean, they could probably wait till 25, but either way. Um, Matt, can you scroll back up? And Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, too, yeah. I mean, those guys that have kind of fit in like the early second round. Yep. Um, are all guys that that's why to Matt's point trading back here would be a perfect opportunity and or if you wanted to go to the flip side and look at the defensive line I mean I don't think the Vikings are going to be as high on him just based off his athletic profile but you could look at AJ Epinesa from um, Iowa or even Yetter Gross Matos I don't know how to say his name from Penn State um, he's a good uh, player off the edge so you could consider 
a few of those options for the Vikings. So what do you guys think we should do here? I think if it were my choice, I'd probably just – I'd probably take Jefferson or Jones. Whatever one you – I feel as they'll both be there at 25, so I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. See, see, yeah. I, I think you do yeah. go ahead and take Jefferson, um, and, and if it's my opinion here. Uh, Patriots, maybe they go that way. I, I doubt it. Uh, but the Saints easily could. I do know they just uh, um, signed Emmanuel Sanders. Well, so both. It's not yeah. a huge need, but if you could really bolster Drew Brees with three core legit receivers, uh, something he hasn't had pretty much ever there, um, I think that would really uh, be enticing to them. So I'm personally probably going to take him and not chance losing him because I do think there's a gap between Jefferson and the Mims, Ayukes, Ragers of the of the class there. So well, and two, you kind of meant you both mentioned the Patriots and the Saints having the next two picks. Both both teams have their bookend tackles, so they don't they're not looking at a Josh. I mean, I would assume they're not looking at Josh Jones as a possibility for either of those picks. So you might even be able to snipe him at twenty five. So at, if you're looking for reasons why Justin Jefferson would be the better pick here, so I mean, I think we should just go Jefferson here and kind of see what to the board falls after that. Locked in. Boom. So, so Mims, Saints, Saints took Mims, so he Saints probably took Mims, Jefferson. So. Right. so we're still looking at the similar board. Uh, both Zach Bond and Denzel Mims went to the Patriots and uh, Saints. So, I mean, we're, again, we're looking at a similar board here. So that's really about who we view as the best player available for the Vikings and what the Vikings could use. I mean, Cesar Ruiz, I guess, is technically an option here. I don't think they should go interior offensive line. Right. Uh, we, we know that that position is a little bit easier to find in the mid-rounds or – I'm a little bit easier to, to find players on the interior. Um, so for me, um, if you wanted to go offensive tackle, I'd, no, I'd have no problem. Um, one qu- one question here? that should that uh, may be intriguing here. Isaiah Wilson's been shooting up draft boards. Really big guy, but also really athletic. Um, I think most view him purely as a right tackle. Is that somebody you look at at all? I mean, I guess you'd have to talk about it. I mean, like I, I've said on, on um, previous pods, I mean, one thing you, the Vikings are, are going to do is they're going to explore all the options when it comes to the offensive line. We've all said that we don't think that uh, Brian O'Neill should move to the left side, and I think we're, we're all in agreement with that. But at the same time, I mean, if you're looking at the scenarios, do you believe he can play left tackle, and do you believe that whatever person you're going to bring in to play right tackle is, is someone that can make your offensive line better by moving O'Neill to left? So there's like there's I, I agree that that they need to view all scenarios and all options just to explore what it would look like. Do I think they should do it? Probably not. Uh, so to me, that would probably make Josh Jones a higher value or a higher higher on my on the Vikings board than uh, Wilson if they believe Wilson's a right tackle only just because Josh Jones has more um, flexibility as a as a left tackle. Sure. And Josh Jones, um, I've said this a lot the last few days, but um, the, just because the Vikings draft an offensive lineman early um if it's an offensive tackle I would I would hope that's the the plan um they can play that offensive tackle in um at guard to start and then they can and keep Riley Reef because that helps keep your offensive line intact and l- tackles a lot harder of a position to play early than guard is so then that that rookie can play guard and then you slide that rookie out um, after it's rookie, after the rookie year in 2021 to left tackle and you boot reef off the team and his high contract. So um, I think there's those scenarios you kind of got away too. So even if a rookie plays guard to start, it doesn't mean that they can't move up to tackle. Yeah, sure. Depending no, on the draft. 
my question for you guys though was do you reach for a corner here because you can still i mean we've talked about it in a different pod you can still go get a guy uh like a tackle or a guard will you matt will you go to the position and go to the cornerbacks can you just go by position yeah And scroll up because I think there is a few missing. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, AJ Terrell, I think, is a really good player. And I think the um, TDN had the draft network has him as their 50th ranked player, but I think he might be a little bit higher than that for me. Um, so, it seems like a reach based off of their board, but him at 25 might not be so much of a reach as, or even Jalen Johnson from Utah. I think either of those guys might not be considered a reach in the, in the late first round. Um, those are those would be the two names that cornerback I'd consider right now. Uh, Trayv- Trayvon Diggs is an obvious guy to to think about, but I think he plays more of a. I think he fits more into a zone coverage scheme yeah. um, at the next level, just based off what he did at Alabama. Um, not that he can't play man, but I just think that's probably his best skill set. So I think those would be the two guys I'd consider at at corner, and I wouldn't even be upset taking Terrell at fifty because um, I don't. He's not going to make it to fifty eight. Yeah, he, he won't be there, and really none of these guys besides, again, based on the draft board here, maybe Jalen Johnson and below make it to 58, right. but in real life, I just can't see any of these guys, you know, even maybe Damon Arnett, but uh, any of these guys above him making it there. So if we want to solidify a cornerback position, you're likely looking at this. Um, Igbino Henne, uh, hopefully I got that right this time. He probably has the highest upside of these guys. Yeah. Um, but he isn't as ready probably as the Jalen Johnsons and AJ Terrells of the world. Um, I'm high on Jalen Johnson, but I, even for me, I think he, this is a little early. Um, if this was a trade back scenario where we traded back into the, um, early second round and he's still there. Absolutely. Um, where I'd feel a little bit more comfortable at with AJ Terrell here. Um, and that's probably who I'd recommend picking. Yeah. I mean, to me, so I guess the question is, do we want, are we, are we leaning Josh Jones or AJ Terrell? Is that kind of the, yeah. the spot we're looking at? Well, if we take a look at offensive tackle, maybe here quick. So if we look at the depth here, you know, you have Isaiah Wilson, we talked about right tackle. So maybe let's start taking right tackles out of the boards here, off the boards here. So, that would take out Isaiah Wilson and Lucas Niang likely, yep. right? Unless you want to, um, unless you really want to push Niang to learn a new position. Um, like we had talked on that other pod last week uh, or earlier this week. Um, but you took a, take a look at the depth here. You know, you have Josh Jones, he'll be gone. Ezra Cleveland likely is gone, but you have Austin Jackson, Prince Tega Wanago, um, Ben Barch, who I actually kind of like quite a bit. Um, you know, you have some guys here that likely are going to be there in the second, maybe even third rounds um, yeah. that, you know, you can take advantage of where I just don't see the depth that cornerback being there. Agreed. I think we have to go corner here. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay going Terrell if you guys are. Same. Yeah. Again, I think in this situation, they would definitely trade back potentially. But Yeah, I think – if the Vikings were to fall to a situation where 22 had a player like Jefferson or, or Mims or one of their top receivers or one of their top players on their board available, um, and the board kind of fell this way, they'd, they'd look to trade back at least one of those two from one of those two picks. Yeah. yeah. We went ahead and took A.J. Terrell. Uh, let's kind of see how the board falls from here to, at pick 58. Colts take love right off the second round. That's a, good, that's a good move for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Josh, Josh Jones. Jones. Yeah. 
the offensive tackle starting to fall here a little bit. We're getting close here. Jonah Jackson, one of the few interior offensive linemen that we probably would consider in the second. Uh, he's gone there. Yep. All right. So I, the board actually felt really well for the Vikings. This is perfect. I think this would be a best case scenario, in my opinion, based off the, the way the first round fell. Uh, we got Justin Jefferson at 22 and A.J. Terrell at, 50, at 25. We're at 58 now, and the board kind of fell where we were hoping to have one of the top offensive linemen still be there. And Ezra Cleveland is a guy that we've heard recently of reports that the Vikings have met with at the Combine, and they have set up a FaceTime call with him um, heading into the draft in two weeks. So um, to me, I think it's a no-brainer that Ezra Cleveland would be the perfect pick. He fits the Vikings' uh, zone blocking scheme really well. He's very athletic. Um, he can move. And he's the kind of guy that he's not he, – there are some functional strength issues that um, he kind of has. And there are some similarities to that with Brian O'Neill coming out of college, in my opinion. Um, both yep. guys kind of um, – as Ezra Cleveland's a little bit of a bigger guy in terms of, like, weight coming out of college than O'Neill was. But at the same time, the functional strength is something that both guys still struggled with heading into the pros. And I think um, if Cleveland were to come in, um, you know, either red, kind of redshirt him and let him uh, sit for the year or, or you could slide him in, like I've said – you could have him play left tackle and slide Reef into left guard or vice versa, Cleveland play left guard and uh, Reef play left tackle and, and then move on in a year and let Cleveland play left tackle. So to me, that's the no-brainer for me. But, I mean, I think we should explore some of the other options, just kind of talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you take a look at Cleveland. He, you're right. He is, uh, he is the left tackle to, to Brian O'Neill in terms of exact – I mean, maybe not exact, but very similar prospects – um, and I'm not just saying that because they're both white. Um, they, they, are, they are very similar in terms of that athletic profile, like you had mentioned. So I, I really like him here. Uh, but to give you a couple other names here, I, don't, I doubt we would take a look at two receivers um, this early. Um, I think we do probably need to bring in two receivers at some point this, um, in this draft. Um, but I, I can't imagine us doing that in the first two rounds. But you take a look at Brandon Ayuk, fantastic talent, um, explosive. Uh, he could be your return guy, and and you get the ball in his hands. He he's just gonna you know he has a he's a threat to take it to the house every time. Uh, you have Michael Pittman Jr. there again, more of a bigger guy, downfield target, contested catch kind of guy who's going to be able to win uh, those 50-50 balls. Um, I really like him. I think he's probably a little bit underappreciated uh, in this whole draft process, but it has been nice to see him kind of climb the ranks. Um, and then you take a look at probably arguably our biggest need, which is uh, cornerback. You do still have a guy like Damon Arnett there. Um, I think in most drafts, he'd probably be a round one corner, uh, but he, he's saying so? that, I, I think so. I mean, I, I, I you take a look at his profile, you know, he's a dog and I like dogs. Uh, when you're looking at those feisty corners, um, that that's what we need. We have that in Mike Hughes. I think he's got a little bit of that in him. If he can stay healthy um, where that's something AJ Terrell actually doesn't have. Um, but when, when you have a cornerback, who's just really ultra competitive, I think it just gives them kind of an edge. It can really get in receivers heads, but, and then of course, let's talk about the actual things that matter. He, he is sticky. He is, uh, he fits the athletic profile that we would need in terms of, you know, you know, he's quick, he's agile, and he's got good top end speed. And um, he, I, I know he's got overshadowed, so he wasn't talked about a lot in college, but he had um, Akuda over there on the other side, shutting yeah. that side of the field down. So he got a lot of work going his way. And I think he held up well uh, with, 
Sean Wade kind of more yeah. at uh, nickel corner for them. So but, um, but I it, like him a lot. But again, I don't know if we want to invest two top picks in a corner. I agree. Ezra okay. Cleveland there. No, I agree. And with Arnett too, he, he has nickel flexibility. I mean, uh, kind of to your point, he, you talked about top end speed. He didn't run the fastest 40. He was more in the low four fives, which to me isn't the end of the world. Mike uses the same thing, but he's more explosive on tape. Um, but I think if you, he kind of has that interchangeable ability to play nickel or the outside kind of like exactly like Mike Hughes. I think they're very similar in terms of style of players. Um, so I, I would have no issue with that. If, if the, at some point, like, like receiver, the Vikings are going to need to double down at, at cornerback as well. Um, how early they do that, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I do expect a, them to take one very early and then probably maybe in the, in the middle of the late rounds, uh, their second cornerback. And at some point, I expect them to sign a, a vet free agent uh, as well. But, um, but, yeah, I think looking at all these options, I still think the clear-cut option is Ezra Cleveland. But I think, um, you know, I could be talked into a, a Damon Arnett, too, as, at 58. This I think would have been a much more tough, um, tough decision in my opinion if Jalen Johnson didn't go. What was that five picks earlier to the Eagles? Yeah, um, I think this would have been a tougher decision because Jalen Johnson to me is a is a higher in talent than uh, Damon Arnett. But um, yeah, so in my opinion, I'd say we go Cleveland here. Uh, what do you think, Matt? No, I, I'm letting you guys duke it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to Ezra Cleveland then. We'll see, because then we got um, in the third round. We got two picks, so we can kind of explore a lot of different options here. And um, one one position we haven't really talked about is uh, def- defensive end, uh, with the news or expe- expectation that Everson Griffin's not going to be back. I know uh, something a report came out today from Tom Pelissero that he um, you know had a, a call with Everson Griffin and talked to him about you know his situation in 2018 with the mental health issues and um, how he's embracing all that. And teams are you know having those questions about him. Um, as they look to sign him as a free agent, which makes sense. They want to talk to him. They want to get in front of him, see what he's, you know, where he's at head-wise and all that. So um, it makes sense. But at the same time, we've, we've also seen uh, Everson Griffin say, like, in a, uh, in a way, goodbye to Minnesota Vikings and on, on his Instagram account. So uh, it'd be great to get Everson Griffin back. Do I expect it to happen? I mean, at this point, probably not. But um, stranger things have happened. But that is one position, I think, if they can't get Everson Griffin back, that's a position they really need to address at, at some point in the draft, just to, yep. for, for added depth behind Odenabo, Hunter, and then now uh, who's the, the guy that they signed? Uh, Zettel. Zettel, yep. Yep. So taking a look at the way the board fell, um, there, there's some intriguing talent here. Uh, we still have an offensive tackle that I've always been pretty high on. Obviously, that's not a need at this point, uh, so we probably wouldn't go there. Um, we have Troy pride cornerback Notre Dame, I believe, um, he, he's available. I'm pretty high on him. I think he's kind of the last of the uh, legitimate outside receivers in this draft. Um, so, so I like him quite a bit. Um, you take a look at nickel corners, um, or, you know, cause we have a couple, we have a need there. If we don't want Mike Hughes to be solely a nickel cor- uh, guy, um, you have Darnay Holmes, you have a meek Robertson, uh, is available. Uh, he's a little further down this list. Um, yeah, I like, then, Troy, I like Troy Pride too from from Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, but he's he's more outside though, right? Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. An, he's an aggressive guy. I mean, like yeah. you said, Mike Hughes has the flexibility, so it's something that um, yep. again, exploring options, and that's one of those things that you can do. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then you know, other position groups of need again, uh, wide receiver 
uh, Brian Edwards, he's impressing quite a bit. He's been shooting up draft boards. Van Jefferson, um, he's going to be more of a, a intermediate short route runner. Uh, he gets open though. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, and then I think if you scroll down just a little bit, uh, we had um, uh, Zuniga. So talking about the need that yep. we might have at edge, um, there's you know been rumors around here that we like um, Zuniga from Florida. Jabari Zuniga, yeah, Zuniga yep. from uh, from Florida, yeah. And he, and he matches the athletic profile that they look for. Um, he's the, he's the kind of guy that I, I expect, and I but I kind of hope he's there at 105 or 106. Well, yeah, 105 with our uh, compensatory pick. So um, I do think we we can look at a different option and and still hope that. Um, he makes it to that one of five pick. And then, and then my one kind of, I, I guess I'd say dark horse here. Um, it'd be a high risk move, especially for a third round pick, but you have a uh, new Thani Muti um, out there. Um, again, uh, he's oh, an yeah. offensive yeah. interior offensive lineman. He would be a, a guard prospect when he plays, when he's on the field, he is a dog and he, uh, he fits our scheme in terms of a zone blocking, he can get out in space. He's a road grader. Um, when he plays, he, he's fantastic. It's just that he's, I think, only played 17 games in the last um, four seasons. So he hasn't been healthy. Um, Achilles injury, knee injury, um, and I forget the most recent one. Uh, so for him, that's a high-risk, high-reward type pick. I don't know if we're comfortable making that today, uh, but that that's a guy that I've been uh, looking at and, and really enjoying his tape. So, yeah, I think I think that's tough with the injury history. I think that's really hard to to bet on in the third round. I mean, I understand he's probably going to be in the uh, be in the middle rounds, you know, uh, day three kind of pick just because of the injury history. I mean, in four years, if you yeah. miss if you miss that many games. You only play seventeen games in four years because of injury. Uh, that's a that's a tough scenario to kind of want to bet on, but I understand Absolutely. it too because there is upside. A lot of upside, big big team need, but at the same time, like I said, uh, it, there's there's a big um, there's a lot there's a lot to be worried about there. Definitely. And I wonder if Ben Barge could flex to guard. I'm not sure. He he's he. They he, tried him at the Senior Bowl. Did they? And did yeah, it work? I don't I mean, remember. I don't I don't remember either. But at the same time, I mean, teams want to see what kind of flexibility he has. I mean, coming from a D3 school, to expect him to hold up at at tackles. Not that he won't be able to do it, but I mean, if I'm an NFL team, I'm going to at least have that question of maybe we need to slide him into guard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ultimately I know we're taking a lot of time here. Yeah. Um, Troy pride, probably my pick. Um, I, we do need to double up at corner. He is the best of, I think that kind of second tier of corners that are left uh, in this draft from the outside perspective. Um, and I'm comfortable with Mike Hughes playing nickel. Um, so I, that's a route I would go personally. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. And hope that Zuniga, um, Zuniga falls to the 105 pick. Yep. About to find out. And who knows? In real life, you know, we have that extra compensatory pick. We may try to move up to secure him. Um, yep. Looks like, oh, of course. Oh, uh, he got sniped by the by the Rams. The one pick before us, of course. And Tyler uh, Biedetz, I don't know, said. Uh, yeah, that uh, from, from Wisconsin, Wisconsin kid. Yeah. He's another guy that I could expect the Vikings being high on too. So um, that would have been another pick that I considered. Um, Ryan, with that, though, guys there. Was that? Ryan's guy is there, Prince Tega. I, I do like him, but I just, yeah, I don't really see him. Uh, I, I don't see him being able, I mean, he maybe could flex into a guard, but I, I, you know, with us taking Ezra Cleveland already, I don't know if 
that is something that he would even want. Um, granted, he doesn't really have much control over it. Um, I'm sure he could go in there, but he it would be a waste of time. He has got the athletic profile to be out on in space and or out on the um, out on the edge. Um, so I, I wouldn't see that happening unless uh, unless that was maybe a pre uh, pre plan that we just don't know about uh, from the, from our coaching staff. So definitely, let's take a look at the defensive ends that are there though just to see who might still be, be available. Uh, man. So I, I don't, I, I, I haven't done a ton of research on some of these guys. Yeah. Um, from what I've, when I've read on the, this Bradley and I, he, he is more of like an effort guy, um, not as toolsy as I think our um, coaching staff would prefer. Um, Highsmith, I think is a little bit on the opposite side. So production wasn't maybe quite there hundred percent. I mean, he was playing at Charlotte, so lesser competition. Um, so there's some questions there, but I think he is more of a toolsy prospect. Um, a guy that I like that I actually had done a little work on is Alton Robinson, which uh, he's a little bit further on this list. We might even be able to wait to the fourth here. Um, but I, I like him. He's, he's got a little, um, off field issues that happened early in his, uh, career at, uh, in college. But I, I think that those are past him now. And, and he, he seems to be a good prospect. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I mean, those are some uh, some spots to explore. Uh, let's take a look at uh, – uh, And one last prospect here, yeah, too, is Trayvon Hill down here at 217. So he's way down there. He might be – we might be looking at him more in the six. Um, six but I, I, I've done some uh, some work on him as well, and I really do like him. Um, he, he's, uh, he, he's got some tools as well, and it's just whether it's the effort uh, for him uh, from what I'm seeing. So um, if we can uh, just – get all of those uh, skills um, out on the table for uh, Robertson, uh, yeah, um, to use. For sure. Coach yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's go explore uh, interior defensive line, and then we can kind of go to uh, – we'll try to make this a little quicker, but just want to make sure we're exploring all our options too. Yeah. Um, uh, the the McTelvin Ajim, Ajim, I don't know how to say his last name, from Arkansas, he's a guy that – um, as of recently, we've heard the Vikings have met with and um, had a call with. So he's the kind of guy um, that played with uh, with Vikings uh, six-round pick. Um, Armand Watts. Armand Watts. Um, and then the Vikings um, assistant D-line coach, um, I don't know his name, so so forgive me, but he was a, he was a graduate um, assistant at Arkansas. Um, and I think he was a, a reason the Vikings were able to bring in uh, Armand Watts last year. So he's a, he's a name to keep an eye on. The Vikings are talking to him. They have familiar, um, extreme familiarity with him um, based off of Armand Watson, the, the third assistant D-line coach. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. He might not be a, a pick at 105, but I think uh, an early day three um, pick could be an option for the Vikings if, you know, looking for uh, interior D-line depth. And he flashed quite a bit at the, I think it was yeah. the senior bowl. Um, yep. Former five-star recruit, you gotta you know always pay attention to those. Well, and Rick um, Rick has a, a keen eye for those guys too, especially if they fall in the later rounds. Yeah, um, I'm not big on um, Merchantson. Um, I, I think he's just a little too light yeah. uh, for what we look for. Um, Lecky Botu, uh, he he's more of a, a nose tackle uh, prospect. Yep. So again, yep. with us signing Pierce and already having Shamar Stephan and Jay, um Jaleel Johnson. I just don't really see that as a, a value add. Tyler Clark's an interesting guy, but again, he's kind of lower. 
Um, but again, at this point, you guys are at this point, we're, we're kind of more shots in the dark here. Yeah. Let's go to the overall big board here, Matt, and just kind of, uh, uh, just kind of pick who we think. And if we go here to Matt to the, my picks, um, on the left, just like kind of go through. So in the first round at 22, we took Justin Jefferson at 25. We took a cornerback, uh, AJ Terrell. At 58, we took Ezra Cleveland, um, offensive tackle from Boise. And then at uh, 89, we took Troy Pride. So we've hit, excuse me, uh, a lot of our needs, the cornerback needs were, were drastic. We hit wide receiver early, and that was a need that we know um, to pair with uh, Adam Phelan and Tajay Sharp and B.C. Johnson. So you have a nice little core there now to help um, build around. And then Ezra Cleveland helps you, um, hopefully in the short and long term, at offensive tackle. So um, some of the main needs we have left, we're probably looking at safety, um, interior defensive line edge and you're probably looking at another wide receiver at some point and then our interior offensive line as well yep, yep. so um so ryan i guess who do you, who do you think the vikings should pick at this point um one other one other guy that i've been doing some work on is this matthew pert yep um really athletic very athletic, and he actually has been an offensive tackle his most of his career. But uh, there are some concern of him out there on um, being able to handle um, the NFL D ends. Um, so there has been talk with apparently, uh, and again, this isn't my info. This is info that I've read on Draft Network here. Um, kudos to you guys. Uh, is uh, him being able to potentially move into guard? Um, again, I like his athletic profile uh, because that's what we need at uh, the position. Yeah, whether it is tackle or guard. So I'd be looking pretty heavy at him. Uh, otherwise, uh, again, we talked about some of these uh, edge guys like Highsmith um, and uh, Alton Robinson that we can really look at too. So Yeah. I mean, at this point um, – Brandon we, Jones, by the way, lastly here, Brandon Jones is a very oh, athletic safety. safety prospect from Texas, you know, horns down. But uh, he – He's a guy that I actually have been really intrigued by. I think he uh, brings a lot to the table. His main concern is uh, ball production. He's sure. not he's not great at uh, turning you know turning the ball over, uh, but he's a prospect that I think that uh, Zim could really work with pretty well. So, and we know that I mean no matter what the Vikings do, safety is a, a need, whether they trade uh, Anthony Harris or not, because they don't have anybody behind those two. Right. Yeah. So, I, what do you think? What do you think, Miles? I'm I'm kind of back and forth here. So I mean, I'm leaning Pert just because I think um, the value there is is um, still really high. I mean, it, he's a you know a top. He's likely a top 100 prospect overall, and to get him at 105, um, and if, if you if you feel he can play inside into guard, I just think that helps you even more. I mean, gives you more gives you more options to play with, and we know the Vikings offensive line uh, can use it. So I mean, I'm okay with that. Or I. I mean, I'd even be okay with Van Jefferson at this point, but you know what? No, no, we're just gonna go for it. Why don't you go ahead and take Prince Tega? That's my guy, Ryan Ortega, Prince Tega. Let's go with Prince Tega and kick him in the guard. Let's just do it. All right, do it. Wow. <laughs> all right. We talked all that about Matt Pert just to take <laughs> Prince Tega. I got I, you know me. I got my guys, man. I know. Always do. If he went to Oklahoma, we, that's I'm surprised we haven't had any Oklahoma players. Like you know what? We got a few down here. Maybe we can go with. No, I, actually, I don't think we do. <laughs> All right, so we're we're heading into the fourth round. Uh, we we're just going. This is going to be a, f a five round mock draft, so you're only going to see uh, two more picks because we're not doing any more. Uh, we're not doing any more. Um, we're not doing trades. So um, we're at pick one thirty two now in the fourth round. Um, 
you're looking at options. Um, so we'd probably be looking at safety, uh, D end, or um, we, we kind of hit offensive line as well. So we're kind of really looking at wide receiver safety, D end are the, probably the, the glaring needs for this team right now. So and he tackled potentially here too. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, taking a look at some of these guys who are left, if we want to talk um, receivers, you know, KJ Hill, uh, he was productive at Ohio State, you know, great route runner, um, good hands. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to get open. Very similar skill set, I think, to, to Thielen, maybe not as fast, um, but I, I do like him. Lynn Bowden, kind of more opposite. He's going to be more of a toolsy gadget guy. Um, I Return think guy too, though. Yeah, return guy. I like him a lot. You're going to have a lot of our fans be clamoring for Tyler Johnson. No, I'm um, back to that though. Lynn Bowden is like, is the, is the toolsy kind of guy. He's kind of got that Randall Cobb style to his game. We're coming in uh, to Kentucky. He started at quarterback. Um, they moved him all around. He's kind of their all do it all kind of wide receiver um, at, after a certain point. Uh, and then he was a return guy. And I think we know the Vikings don't really have a main return guy, especially at punt return. Um, we don't have uh, Marcus Sherrill's going to be gone. Uh, and then they brought back uh, Amir Abdullah, who uh, I, I think we know that can return kicks, but he hasn't really done any punt returning for the Vikings. And at this point, we don't know who the punt returner is going to be. Uh, Mike Hughes was the guy last year, but I doubt he becomes the guy next year uh, just because he's going to have to play a lot of cornerback uh, on defense. So um, that's a position they really do need to address at some point is who's going to be the punt returner. Um, it could be BC Johnson too. It could be a, a few guys that they have on roster, but um, that's why he's a Lynn Bowden's the kind of guy I would, I would explore in the middle rounds. Um, he gives you that gadget option too. You can, you could be creative with him. Um, but then if you look at, you know, we talked about Tyler Johnson, obvious um, one of us, hashtag one of us. Um, he's the kind of guy, I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all if they took him at this point. It's a, it'd be a good, a, a good pick. I like Devin Duvernay a lot from Texas. Um, he kind of gives you a little bit of everything. He can play inside in the slot. Um, he needs some work uh, against press from the outside, but I think it's something he can work on. He's a downfield threat. I know. I think it was a four three nine at the combine. Really fast, uh, twitchy kind of guy. That could just help give you a little bit more um, added speed to that position. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Looking at John Simpson from Clemson. Um, he's the kind of guy you could look at as an interior offensive lineman. Um, that I, I wouldn't be against either. Uh, so yeah, those are those are probably the top. Top options. Um, I don't know a lot about Geno Stone from Iowa, um, so I can't really talk too much about it. Hopefully, it was hoping Ryan could <laughs> could could bring us home on that one, but Ryan you decided to drop. Wide receiver here, or, or are you still looking somewhere else? Um, you should resend Ryan the link. Um, I'm pr- based off the board though. There's so many receivers available. I mean, again, we know I know this is a cliche answer, but like trading back here would be the perfect scenario for the Vikings. Gain, you know, gain another uh, day three pick or two um, to trade back and grab another wide receiver uh, just because I know um, there are so many, so many still available that are, um, that are still good. Ryan's back. So Ryan can kind of touch the Ryan. I, I kind of talked to the wide receivers. Um, I touched on John Simpson from Clemson um, was kind of hoping. And then I touched on uh, not really much, but um, you know, uh, of course, Tyler Johnson, um, I don't know a lot about Geno Stone from Iowa. I don't know if you know much about him, but um, I know looking at safety is a position we should probably be considering at this point too. Yeah, and well, and one other guy I was going to mention before yeah, I dropped I mean, off and uh, before we um, 
yeah, you know, once I ended with the receivers was uh, there was an interesting guy in James Morgan, uh, quarterback, oh. which is a position we never address um, in the draft. So uh, he, he's a guy that kind of mirrors a little bit of what um, Kirk Cousins does. So he'd probably be a good backup. Yep. Uh, but, uh, and again, maybe, maybe some upside there to maybe be something more than that in the future. But um, yeah, at this point in time, you know, there's a lot of good talent out here that I'd probably just wait on quarterback, uh, given the fact that we gave that contract, unfortunately, um, to uh, what's his name? Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Sean. Not Kirk, but uh, our backup. Oh, Sean Mannion. Mannion, that's right. So yeah, um, yeah, I know. Who, I know who I'm taking here, by the way, but um, I don't think he's as low on this board as he should be. Um, if you go back to safety, Matt, J.R. Reed. J. Well, J.R. Reed or even Tanner Muse. I know he he kind of fits that hybrid linebacker safety role, but um, the guy can fly. Um, he's an instincts, you know, type of player. Um, I think he's a really good player. I didn't know for the ball last year at, at Clemson. Uh, he's big, but um, isn't I think, he kind of like uh, Sandejo in a way? Um, I think you, there might be a little bit more control, <laughs> yeah, but, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, he could be a, he's a, he's a downhill type of safety slash linebacker. Um, but I think if you wanted to help keep, it's all about, um, what, what can he do? And I think he could do a little bit of everything. Um, I, he's obviously not as good as doesn't have that like same instincts as Harrison Smith. He's also bigger than Harrison Smith. Uh, but I think he's the kind of guy that you could bring in and kind of, plug him in into multiple spots because he could be a backup to multiple spots as well. So um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind him there, um, but that's just me. Um, and then J.R. Reed's the other guy that you mentioned that um, I think would be a really good uh, potential spot for the Vikings to take um, for depth at safety. I would just like him because uh, he would ruin our boys' mentions. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, another safety I do like here is Julian Blackman. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit more of the – unlike um, Muse and, and Reed who are going to be, uh, you know, Muse maybe has a little more flexibility, but Reed's going to be a little bit more of a box guy. I think he yeah. can flex out a little bit where Julian Blackman, I think he has the ability to uh, operate as the, the um, single high safety if needed. Let's take him. I mean, I'm okay with that pick because the Vikings um, with the two guys they have uh, having another guy that can be a little bit more of a roamer um, up top, just so whatever they could do to help keep Harrison Smith closer to the line of scrimmage because that's his strength, yeah. and that's something you allow him to play more, um, play more free. Um, that's the that's the best case scenario for Harrison. You guys Perfect. want Blackman? Love it. Let's do it. Love it. Ryan, I also talked about trading back here just because of all the wide receivers that were available, but right. of course we're not doing that, so that's okay. That's okay, but yeah. I think hitting grabbing one a, of these guys are going to fall to the fifth for yeah, us. Yeah, so. definitely. So with our last. Oh, do we have two fourth-round picks? I missed that. No, this is no. Uh, the fifth here. Oh, no, this is our pick from the Bills. Yep. R.I.P. Oh, um, man. Oh, uh, Duvernay went, man. Duvernay went. That's what I was going to go, too. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. So a couple of guys that are just intriguing here. Yeah. Uh, yep. Again, not, not necessarily needs for us today um, to address, but Kyle Murphy um, is a guy that if we didn't, if we didn't probably stupidly take Prince Tega Wanago um, with that pick uh, and, and convert him to guard, um, Kyle Murphy is a guy that I do like. Fits the athletic profile for what we want um, at, at that uh, guard position. Um, he's kind of jumping up boards here. Um, another guy I like here is Anthony Gordon. Again, we don't have that 
legitimate backup quarterback. Um, he's a guy that um, – And they're dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Any exactly. draft backup quarterbacks are dirt cheap. Right, exactly. And, and he's a guy that played well last year at Washington State, only a one-year starter there. Um, but, you know, he's got – I think he's got more of the intangibles, um, that leader mentality, which I like. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, that receiver from Oregon State, he's been kind of blowing up a little bit too. Yeah. Um, Ran a four six one, so there's a little bit of that worry of separation at the next level. But right. And um, and Anthony Jennings. Oh, sorry about that, Miles. No, no, um, go ahead. And Anthony Jennings from Alabama. Again, I I, I don't know much about him, uh, but typically these edges from Alabama, any defense alignment from Alabama, typically does well. Um, I don't know his traits as well, but I do remember he didn't, him he didn't test. He didn't test very well from right. what I saw. But he is pretty long, right? Uh, what I remember. Maybe. I mean, he's not that big. I mean, 6'2", 252, so um, right. not too big. I don't think – I mean, I don't know if we went to his, you know, player profile or whatever, mock draftable, you could see a little bit more of his traits. But off the top of my head, I don't know, but that's sure. all right. I mean, I don't – I don't think, um, from what I saw as testing-wise, he didn't really test based off what the Vikings would be looking for. Sure. But it doesn't mean they wouldn't take him. Can right. we go to the re- receivers real quick, Matt? just want to kind of see what, what that position looks like left. We talked about Isaiah Hodgins um, from Oregon State. There's Quintus Se- Se- Cephas from Wisconsin. and Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. He's probably the highest-rated guy left for me um, and Hodgins. Um, and then you're, you're kind of looking at um, a lot of the – the expected day three guys, um, Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island is a guy that had a pretty good combine. Juwan Jennings from Tennessee. Uh, and then you have a couple of Ohio State guys, Victor and Mack. Uh, and then you're kind of getting down there into, you know, James Proch, Proch, Proch from SMU is a guy that's kind of rose up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a guy to consider. Just Jeff Thomas is a guy that I think could be a consideration in the on day three just for like a return specialist sure. uh, that the Vikings could use. Um, so there's still- Scroll down a little bit here. You got a, you got guys like Joe Reed as well who kind of fit that profile. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Aaron and, Fuller. Aaron Fuller can be a punt returner. Yeah, and the one guy I like, he's way down here. Uh, but I, again, I, I just kind of started doing a little work on him. Was and literally, he's way down here. I think he might be at the bottom. Esau um, Winston too is a guy from Washington State that I watched that I thought um, I like. I, I there were some flashes to me that I watched when I was watching Anthony Gordon that that I liked. Sure, absolutely. Um, Marquez Callaway. Um, I, I like oh, him sure. too. I think he's got, uh, he's got the movement skills that we would need, um, to, to kind of be more of an all around type receiver. He's got some good size, um, good speed. Uh, however, you know, I, 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 I don't know why he's so low on this list. Um, but, um, these guys probably know more than me. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give them that credit, but, uh, I, he's another guy that I just kind of, uh, found interesting yeah, sure. that I like too. Sure. All right. So Jerron Johnson is another guy. He played at Penn state. Most of his career was a grad transfer to Oregon last year. So he played with Justin Herbert. Um, he's a guy that, um, I liked last year. Um, I'm, I didn't really watch too much of his tape at Oregon. Um, but he was a guy that, I, you know, big physical guy. He scored the game winning touchdown against Iowa a couple of years back. Um, he's the kind of guy that has some flashes from earlier in his career that, that I just remember. So he's a guy that I wanted to keep an eye on, but um, not, I don't know too much about him anymore. But from what he, from what he was at Penn State, I was, I was intrigued. And, uh, and what do we have at D-Tackle here, who was still in need? Not much. All right. Well, 
let's go back to edge real quick and then i'll ryan i'll let you make the final pick just because it some of these um later guys i think you know a little bit more about than i do right now but um obviously we know the vikings um for, so what we picked justin jefferson aj terrell so we hit wide receiver and cornerback early and then we hit ezra cleveland so we got um offensive line we hit the the three core positions the vikings need have the biggest needs at we hit early Troy Pride to help fill depth um, and compete with the guys like Holton Hill and uh, and Chris Boyd, um, Prince Tego Wanago, um, offensive lineman again, just kind of see if we can move around the line, see where he best fits, and that's added depth. And then Julian Blackman, safety from Utah. So we kind of hit a majority of our our needs. I think the only spots we missed um, based off the way the board fell was interior defensive line at three tech and edge. So those are the those are the main spots, and then a, another wide receiver. So we're kind of at this point right now where um, we'll probably just take best player available and, and see what 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 hits. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and again, that's kind of, it's kind of difficult because yeah, we got some we got some needs to fill here in terms of depth. Um, so yeah, if we go back to just the the, the big board here. Uh, personally, me, like I said, and this is just more reflecting what I, my views of how we should run a team. Um, I think that uh, the pick here would be Anthony Gordon uh, to, to, to go ahead and just get a, a quarterback to compete with Mannion and see what he's got. Again, he's got a lot of fire. He's got a lot of leadership skills. Uh, let's see what that brings and see if um, he can learn behind Kirk. And who knows, maybe we can flip him like, uh, like uh, the Patriots flipped Garoppolo. <laughs> Right. I don't know who knows, but yeah. at least we'd have somebody that uh, I'd maybe feel a little bit more comfortable rather than Mannion, um, you know, behind Kirk, but who knows? Sure. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All, All right. right. So that's going to be the last for us. Um, so again, Matt, real quick, I'll just talk through our picks and that'll be it for us. But um, we hit Justin Jefferson at 22. The board didn't really fall the way we wanted to, but that's all right. We like Jefferson, AJ Terrell, the cornerbacks went really quickly. Excuse me, but. AJ Trell at 25. Um, again, board fell weird, so but we like him a lot. So he's a, a guy at 25 we feel comfortable with. Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle from Boise, another guy we like and is a, really fits a, the zone scheme at 58. Troy Pride from Notre Dame, Prince Tego Winago from Auburn, Julian Blackman from Utah, the safety, and then we took Anthony Gordon, the quarterback from Washington State. So we kind of hit a majority of the needs and um, with players that we like. Um, I think the only positions we kind of really missed were edge in and in interior defensive line. So um, I don't, I, I like the draft that we we've um, took, but you guys will have to let us know what you think. I think that went great guys. This is a climbing the pocket network partnered with daily Norseman and DGS arts production of in the huddle with Matt and Miles. You can find all the climbing the pocket network shows on your favorite podcast aggregator, and some even like this one on YouTube. Come fan with us.